Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're looking at what is on the line for Colorado the rest of the way. Um, maybe put together a bit of like a rooting guide, who to cheer for, who to cheer against over the last, I mean, really two weeks of the schedule, which is kind of crazy. As it stands now, Colorado's last game is scheduled for Saturday, but they do have a game against Arizona State that needs to be made up well I guess I shouldn't say needs to be because there are actually a bunch of games that by that logic would need to be made up but the truth is you can't make them all up Um, whether that Colorado Arizona State game gets thrown on the schedule I'm not so sure Um, but we're going to talk about why that would be huge for Colorado and a whole bunch of other things today I, I it feels like we do this a lot kind of like reassess where things are in the Pac-12 the reason is because things are just constantly changing because there's games every other day. Um, and there are games today. Um, one of them has huge implications. Yeah, I think that's fair for Colorado. The other doesn't. Oh, oh, and actually that got postponed and I missed that news. Um, but yeah, Oregon and USC play tonight at 7. Today's Monday, by the way. Um, so, Yeah. We're going to dig into all that in just a second. But first, let me say a couple more words about the Colorado XOs, the presenting sponsor of this podcast. Uh, They are a rugby team right here in Colorado, just outside Denver and Glendale. Um, And what they're doing is bringing in athletes from a whole bunch of different sports, like rugby, or not rugby, sorry, that is the one that doesn't work there. Uh, Football, soccer, basketball, cross country, all those. Um, And they're trying to turn into rugby players with the hopes of, letting them make the U.S. national team, um, which trains at the same facilities right here in Glendale, Colorado. You can follow along with uh, our coverage at DMVR, at thedmvr.com, the DMVR Rugby podcast, uh, the DMVR Rugby Twitter account. Cool stuff, a lot going on, so make sure you don't miss out. Okay, um, so since we last spoke Saturday night, um, a couple more Pac-12 games went final, and More importantly, I had a chance to go through all these standings and stuff and kind of figure out what's going on. Um, Here's what's going on. (laughs) Uh, So tied for number one in the conference, USC and UCLA, both at 12 and three. Um, Then at third in in third place, you have Oregon at nine and three, same losses, three fewer wins. And then you have Colorado at 11 and six at number four, Stanford at 10 and seven behind Colorado, Colorado as the tiebreaker. Um, if that does come into play and here's what it would take for Colorado to get 
to the top. Um, there still is a path, although it is complicated. Um, like I said, UCLA 12 and three, USC also 12 and three, Colorado 11 and six. Things are not as simple as they may seem based just on those numbers, though, because as it stands now, USC has five games on the schedule, which means they'd finish with their full 20 games played. Um, actually, they have four on the schedule, and they have a game against Stanford listed on the schedule as March 1st through March 4th, exact date TBD. So that is on the way in that window, and that gives USC the 20th game. The reason that is big is that Colorado only has 19 games on the schedule. UCLA, I think, only has three games left, which would mean 18 on the schedule. And so if USC ties for the fewest number of losses, then because they've played more games, they would have the additional wins to essentially break the tie in the loss column rather than going to the traditional tiebreaker. Again, the reason that's important for Colorado is that Colorado plays USC on Thursday and already beat USC this season. So if both were to play an even number of games and finish tied, Colorado would win that tiebreaker. Because they're playing a different number of games, USC playing one more game, if they tie in the loss column, USC is going to have one more win. UCLA is the opposite, though, because they only have three games on the schedule. That's 18 played. Again, do some of those get thrown in there? Probably. As it stands right now, Colorado is supposed to have 11 days off between the end of their conference schedule and the start of the Pac-12 tournament. Arizona State has a bunch of games that need to be made up, and so who knows how high Colorado is on that priority list right now. But you'd have to think that people are looking at that. And and I know that Tad has been talking about it as well. He obviously wants to get that game played because that changes everything. You know, the difference between needing three losses from USC and needing four losses from USC is pretty significant. Um, and let's look into that schedule because we're talking about it. Again, for this to, to really matter, Colorado just needs to win out. Colorado needs to beat USC on Thursday, beat UCLA on Saturday. Luckily, both those games are in Boulder. And if that happens, then for call or for USC to fall behind them in the standings, assuming no changes to the schedule, USC would need to, of course, lose to Colorado and then lose three of the other four games, which are against Oregon, Utah, Stanford, and UCLA. Now, against or, or to, to pass UCLA, who only has three games left, you'd need UCLA to lose all three of those and then for Colorado to obviously win out which would give Colorado the tie in the in the loss column, but the win in the win column because they played one more game. Um, UCLA's final three games, Utah, Colorado, USC. So you do need USC to beat UCLA, but you need four losses the rest of the way, so they need to lose to Oregon, Colorado, Utah, and Stanford. Um, that'd, that'd be tough. What I will say, though, is that if the game against Arizona State is rescheduled for Colorado and Colorado wins that game, all of a sudden, assuming again you win your other two games, you would have that tiebreaker over USC. And so USC could win one more game. They could beat Oregon, beat Utah, or beat Stanford. And assuming Colorado wins out, including that game against Arizona State, then you'd be in good shape. You'd also need the win 
against UCLA. So you need a win against UCLA. You need a win against one of the other three. But if that win was against Oregon, then that could cause some problems too. Because Oregon at 9-3 and three is in just such a weird place. Um, a, very much alive in the conference title race. Um, with a couple of losses, things could get ugly. Um, as of right now, they have four games left on the schedule, including one against USC. We, we mentioned that. Um, if they win all of those... They'd go 16 and three, or no, 12 and three, or 13 and three, which could be good enough. It could not be good enough. As it stands right now, there are two teams tied for the lead at 12 and three. So it kind of would just depend on what they do. Um, if they drop a game, I do think that that would probably be it. I guess USC could probably drop one and win the rest and be just fine. But it'd be close and we don't really care. Um, however, Oregon. Um, again, let's go back to that USC game because you kind of have to pick a side here. Uh, and again, this, this game is this afternoon. Um, actually tonight it's at seven. Um, but this is kind of the, the first piece that could change the outlook for Colorado. Um, and to decide who you want to win, you kind of need to decide what your priorities are. If you're just looking for the best possible seed, losses for Oregon are probably what's most important because that's the team that's right in front of you in the standings. At the same time, though, if Colorado does get to number three instead of number four, which is where they're sitting now, they would play the winner of number six and number 11, which sounds better than just playing number five, which is what would happen if you're the number four seed um, and you'd still get a bye. But when you look at who those teams are, things get complicated. Um, right now, number six, not counting Arizona because they can't play, is Oregon State. Number 12 is Cal. You, you'd like your chances against either of those teams, but you've already beaten Stanford twice this season. And so playing that Stanford team might sound better. And that's what would happen if you get the four seed instead of the number three seed. Um, so... Again, if you're looking for Colorado to win the conference, you probably want Oregon to win this one just so you can start those USC losses going. Um, but then you do need some losses from Oregon down the stretch to teams like Stanford, Cal, and Oregon State. <sighs> I mean, you're on the road for all, all those games, including the USC game today, so anything is possible. But finding those losses in there is going to be tough. Let's just say the schedule does not change at all and Colorado wins out. Then if Oregon finishes 2 and 2 in the four scheduled games, then Oregon would be just in front of Colorado in the final standings. However, if Col or if Oregon goes 2 and 2 in those remaining games and Colorado wins out, including a win over Arizona State, then Colorado would leapfrog Oregon. So that's kind of what you're looking at. You get two losses from Oregon. You're going to need three wins the rest of the way. Um, you get three losses. You're only going to need those two. You can win out with the current schedule and pass Oregon. Is Oregon going to go one and three? Seems unlikely. Is Oregon going to give you a win over USC and then lose to... Um, oh, wait. I was looking at the wrong page. Uh, and then lose to Stanford, Cal, and Oregon State? Again, seems really unlikely. Um, so 
it's a tough situation. Um, and, and you can go back and forth and try to find, I'm pretty sure we decided that Colorado has a path, even if they don't get that game added, but they need a bunch of losses from, or you could get one win from USC. So for example, if USC beats Oregon, then they could lose to Colorado, lose to Utah, lose to Stanford, and then lose to UCLA, and Colorado would pass them. But then could UCLA lose enough games for Colorado to pass them? I don't think so. No, because they need that. No, they no that that would work. So there really is a path either way, and tonight will just kind of set in motion what matters the rest of the way. More than anything, the big takeaway from this should be Colorado needs to get that Arizona State game rescheduled and then needs to win. And the good news is I think Arizona State's probably looking for games too. Uh, let's see here. They've uh, at nah, four and eight now. They did lose their last two. They're probably, yeah, I, I, there's, they're not finding a way into the tournament unless they win the whole thing. Because what did we decide? They Oh, we haven't looked at their schedule. But even if they did get six games in, That'd be a lot. They win five, then their total record is 12 and 12. That's not getting a team into the NCAA tournament. Um, so yeah, you're probably not getting much help from Arizona State in that game schedule. But that is the big thing. And uh, that is the path to number one right now. And just to clarify that path one more time, make it as clear as possible. If there are no schedule changes the rest of the way, Colorado needs to win both of its games. And then... You need USC to finish one in four in their five remaining games, including um, that one against Colorado. Uh, you need UCLA to finish 0 and three, including the game against Colorado. And you need Oregon to finish one in three. Um, so again, that's one in four, 0 and three, one in three uh, for USC, UCLA, and Oregon. Um, there's only one path for that happening, um, and that's obviously for Colorado to win out. And then on top of that, because you need UCLA to lose all three, that means that they need to lose next Monday, a week from today, when they play USC. And if USC needs to win that game and they need to finish 1-4, and four, well, that means they need to go 0-4 in those other games, including Colorado. That means they need to lose um, their three games against Oregon, against call or against Utah and against Stanford. Um if Oregon needs to win today for Colorado to have a path to number 1 without any schedule changes, then they would need to finish 0 and 3 against Stanford, Cal and Oregon State. Again, you're basically like picking the winners of I think 8 games, 9 games. So for those of you who bet and have put together an eight or nine game parlay, you know what the odds of that happening are. What gets really interesting, though, is if Colorado can get that game with Arizona State back on that schedule. Because assuming the rest of the schedule stays the same, which honestly just isn't going to happen, um, the path is obviously Colorado wins out. And on top of that, instead of needing four losses from USC, including against Colorado, you only need three losses. And that means that all of a sudden they can beat Oregon, beat Utah, or beat Stanford. You still need UCLA to lose out, um, but now you only need two losses instead of three losses from Oregon. Um, so for Oregon, that means that they can, first of all, 
beat USC today, um, or they can beat uh, one of Stanford, Cal, and Oregon State. Um, and that obviously opens things up so much more. Um, again, though, if you're just assuming no schedule changes, your one goal is for Colorado to win the Pac-12, you do need Oregon to beat USC tonight at 7. Um, and I think that that's probably your best path no matter what. Um, you're just kind of relying on Oregon to lose some games down the stretch. Now, they do have room for another game to be added. You know, they, they have a game on the schedule this Saturday. They have a game on the schedule next Saturday. And they have nothing in between. Does the Pac-12 try to fit one game, maybe even two games in that week? I would. But, again, who who knows what the Pac-12 in all of its wisdom will decide. Um, there's a look at the path to number one, though. Um, hopefully your head doesn't hurt because mine does, and it would be a shame if I just did that to all of us. Um, but, yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll jump back into a little bit more of this stuff, mostly just looking at the schedule um, and checking out what's on the way this week. Breckenridge Brewery just released a line of seltzers. I still haven't had a chance to try them, but here's why. So we first got them in the studio like a week ago. Uh, I think it was last weekend, like eight or nine days ago, you know, that weekend. And everybody was there. Well, not everybody. It was like everybody who had to work the Nuggets game that night, plus like a couple of others. And that was the first day that we were allowed to try those seltzers that have been sitting in the fridge. Apparently, they were really good because those guys drank all of the seltzers. Um, and so I still haven't had a chance to try one, but I can tell you that the reviews from the rest of the people who did were incredible. They've got uh, apple, pear, cherry, peach, berry, honeydew, um, so many different flavors, and they come in a beautiful Jokic-themed 15-pack. Not Jokic-themed in that Jokic is all over it, Jokic themed in that it's uh, 15 cans. Um, you can get on the Breckenridge Brewery website, use the beer locator to figure out where you can pick up a 15 pack of those seltzers. Um, again, the reviews that I've heard have been incredible and I'm going to be checking those out myself here pretty soon. Also, uh, it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March. But that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game again this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer to be hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. That's a no-brainer. Um... Even if you aren't into basketball, there's plenty of other awesome stuff happening on DraftKings Sportsbook. There's daily odds on hockey, soccer, so much more. There's daily odds boosts on all sorts of stuff. And DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code DMVR for new customers to get a shot at 100-1 to odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, hopefully all that gave you a chance to like relax your brains after what we just went through in that first segment. Um, but this part's going to be easier. Just kind of looking through the schedule. Uh, starting with Oregon and USC tonight. USC now ranked 19th in the country. Oregon, honestly, I think a better basketball team. Now, again, the game is being played in Los Angeles, and so USC is favored by four points. Um, Honestly, I'm taking Oregon in this one. Oregon's real hot, and I don't think... Let's see. Yeah, USC's coming off a loss. Oregon's won five straight. So that's a good sign. It is a road game for Oregon, but to this point, I mean, you look through all these records... Oregon's four and one on the road just sticks out like a sore thumb. I guess USC is six and one. So that one as well. But outside of that, I guess Arizona's over 500 at five and three. Technically UCLA four and three. Stanford at six and five. Like it is tough to, to win games on the road in the Pac 12, as we say often. Oregon's been able to do it though. And only one other team in the conference has been able to do it the same way. And Oregon's just a real good team. I like that Oregon plus four tonight, and I do think that they probably come away with a win there. Um, Tuesday, so tomorrow, we have Washington at Arizona State. That game doesn't really matter to us at all. Um, I guess maybe Arizona State wins, and they're more tempted to, to look for more wins and maybe get into a tournament, but again... They're sitting there at 7-11 and 11 right now. It's tough to see them fighting back and making the tournament, and I'm not really sure why they'd want to be playing more games. Um, Thursday, though, USC at Colorado. We know that's a big one. UCLA at Utah, that's another huge one. And and I think that that's on the table for Utah, or for Utah to win. Again, they steal games at home. They're 6-3 and three at home this season. Can they do it against UCLA? I don't know, but I think that in terms of teams you'd like to see UCLA go on the road and have to play, you'd probably choose like Oregon first, USC, Colorado up there, um, maybe even Colorado ahead of USC because at least that'd make UCLA travel. Um, and then and then Stanford and Arizona, but Utah is, is right up next behind those guys. Um, so... You know, there's there's a, a decent chance. Um, that's all you can ask for. Um, Oregon at Stanford on Thursday. I mean, Oregon, like I was saying, is kind of cooking. I'd take them, even though you do really want the Stanford win. Um, if Stanford does win that, um, and let's say Colorado drops both this weekend, uh, then Colorado would be sitting at 11-8. and eight. This would get Stanford to 11 and 7. Um, they've got games against 
Oregon State, of course, the travel partner for Oregon. Again, you think that's a win. That gets them to 12-7. and seven, And then they cap off the season against Cal. That gets them to 13-7. and seven. You know, that's another one of those tough things for Colorado right now is that Stanford plays 20 games while Colorado is scheduled for 19. Um, and so that tiebreaker isn't going to come into effect unless – unless Colorado gets that game against Arizona State rescheduled. Um, so if both teams finish with seven losses, which would mean Stanford wins out, Colorado drops one game, Stanford would move ahead of Colorado. Now the good news is that they're almost those two teams locked into the four and five spots. Um, so they're playing each other in the second round of the tournament no matter what, with buys in the first round of the tournament no matter what. It definitely feels better to be number four instead of number five, but feeling better and, and getting kind of the monkey off your back, first ever top four finish in the Pac-12, I mean, that's that's all that matters. That, and I guess you get to pick the color of your uniform if you finish ahead of Stanford in that one game. Um, so yeah, uh, you're also, I mean, probably looking for Stanford losses because it would be good to finish top four, but does it really matter? I'm not so sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at in the near future, but this game against USC is, or or USC and Oregon tonight is really the big one. And that's going to set the tone for really the rest of the season, Uh, because if USC wins tonight, Colorado doesn't have a path to finishing first in the PAC 12, unless the schedule's changed, which I honestly think will happen. Will it happen in a way that includes the Colorado Arizona state game? I'm not so sure, but I'm holding out hope. And uh, let's let's say that it's plus 250, plus 300. One in four chance that that game gets added to the schedule. If I was given those odds, I'd take those odds. I'll say that. Um, I feel like we've pretty much talked about everything there is to talk about. Um, Colorado in a, a real good place in the grand scheme of things compared to their history in the Pac-12. It's going to be tough to get up to the tippy top, though, um, and that's that's fine, but I'm glad we took a day to get all on the same page before we start talking about USC and UCLA and all that stuff in the next few days. Um, for the sake of keeping the hopes alive for Colorado, uh, we'll be pulling for Oregon tonight, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, be back tomorrow, I believe, with another podcast. Um not really sure what the plan will be. Maybe Wednesday we'll bring Ben on. Maybe Friday between the games. Probably both. I don't know. Uh, but uh, appreciate all you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow probably with more. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell.
ready to afraid uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya Hit ya, hit ya, hit ya And you on your own now Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle yeah. And we ain't playing with ya You can get it anytime yeah. It started at the scrimmage We gon' win it at the line yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring Throwing blows, knocking down team after I team They like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in that play